So what we do is we fall into the trap of in the area that we lack, we start imitating um, the area that we're lacking. One thing that I know that I lack in is some like aesthetic creativity. Like my brain will work and roll and come up with ideas and things like that. But like I I have a really hard time of putting like what's in here on paper Paper, and making it look aesthetic. So what I have to do is surround myself with people who are. Yeah. Right. And and so that's what we're going to talk about. I'm Rhett. And I'm Brandon. And we're we're the house house dads because we're dads who sell houses. But we're also husbands, business owners, sports freaks, Christians, friends, marketing nerds, TV show bingers, and so many more things. Like so many of you, we're just trying to do it all. We're trying to do it well. And that's what we're here to talk about. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of House Dads. The topic of today, we're almost in double digits, man. I know, it's pretty impressive. We need to do a party. Uh, We're going to do a 10 10 episode anniversary. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) We made it to 10. Oh, the topic today is imposter syndrome. You hear it all the time, especially in our field, in the social media world. What is it? Why do we struggle with it? How do we not struggle with it? All of that stuff. Uh, but Brandon's excited to talk about it. For sure. Stuff. I'm hyped about it. Now, but before we begin, look at the Joe Burr shirt. If you're watching us, you which you can check us. us out on YouTube, or did you know on Spotify now that you could actually see us there? Look, if you're driving, though, keep your eyes on the road, yeah, do that. all that kind of deal. But my guy's got the Shout drip. out Joe Burrow. I saw a video the other day, yeah. and it was like Joe Burrow saying, I'm more of a cat guy when someone asks about dogs. And then there was, they cut to a different clip of somebody letting their dog outside, just locking the door, saying, <laughs> whatever Joe is, I'm in. That's I am. it, dude. I'm all about so, Joe. Shout out Joe Burrow. I'm so proud of him because he's claiming LSU, too, know, and not man. Ohio State. Such a big good. deal. Maybe next episode, I'll wear my Joe Burrow shirt. Let's do it. Um, maybe we can get Joe Burrow on the show. Let's do it, too. Yeah, I'm okay with that. He's not a dad. And I don't That's think okay. he knows much he about real estate. Oh, yeah. He might not be the, the best. But. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, but I, I really am excited about this episode. You may have heard of imposter syndrome before, or you're like, what in the world is that? But I think it's going to apply to you no matter what. Um, but before we begin, quick story. Um, so I went to uh, preview a house the other day. Okay. And a friend of mine who lives in Prairieville, and uh, it's an old friend from high school. And he's like, uh, he's like, man, I'm just getting off of work. Uh, he, he was stuck in traffic. And he said, just go ahead and start looking around the house. Um, you can go around to the backyard and, you know, I'll be there in a few minutes. So I'm like, all right, cool. So get out, start looking around and walked around one side of his house and on the fence it said, beware of dog. I'm like, uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not. Pass. Yeah, I'm much like Joe Burrow. Cat guy, not a dog guy. Actually, just not, not, not messing with it at all. Yeah. All right. So I go and sit back in the car. Kevin pulls up and he's like, uh. Bro, what you doing? I told, I told you, you go walk around. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you don't remember that you have a big dog. <laughs> you have a dog. And it says beware. Exactly. And so he's like, oh, no, man. I, that was actually from the previous owner. <laughs> <laughs> they had a dog. I have no animals. Hey. And so I just like that there for the security. And so, you know, it, it reminded me, and I heard another pastor say this before, but he said basically what he was doing was projecting something that he didn't actually possess. Mm, that's and that's what imposter syndrome is all about, is that we project an image of something that we really aren't. Yeah. A lot of times we project a sense of security about an area of our life or who we are, and it's not actually something that we feel. Is there somebody that you look up to that you kind of model areas of your business, areas of life after? Yeah, I kind of have like a variety of people, not just one person. Yeah. But of course, my dad is one. Right. Uh, you know, he kind of got me into the business, and <clears throat> I love marketing. So right. if you were in real estate, 
and you don't follow Ryan Serhant, yeah. you absolutely should. But yeah. man, he does some like incredible marketing things. Right. So I like to kind of get vision from other people or like ideas and inspiration. And of course, there's other team leaders all across the nation that I'm just like, man, I would love to get to that point someday. Right. So yeah, there's there's a variety of people. Same, for sure. And there's nothing wrong with modeling yourself and, and like, oh, you know what? I really like what they do. And so you follow that approach and whatnot. But the question we want to ask yourself today is how secure are you? And like when you think about yourself, how secure are you in yourself? Right. Right. So it's a big question. And I think it's something that we're going to be probably asking ourselves as we study this and go through it together. But I love it. I'm excited. Cool. Well, some of the facts, the first fact, I love like when Rhett starts with the facts, he's got like two pages. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact right. today, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that 70% of Americans deal with imposter syndrome. And again, you're like, I don't know what that is. So I don't know if I deal with it. Well, here you go. Yeah. What's the, what's the definition? What the imposter syndrome, just like Webster definition means it's, it's defined as somebody who's trying to act like, or trying to project a life that is not who they really are. Okay. And the second part of that is they live with a fear that people will discover who they really are. So it's this balancing act and it's really twofold. Like there's one side of it that it's this image that we know who we are and we're trying to conceal it and we're trying to hide it. Yeah. And then the other fold of it is that there's an image of ourselves that we want to portray that we really aren't. So there's two sides of this coin. And so we do it in our relationships with our spouses, our significant others, with our children, and especially in our businesses. Yeah. And I'd imagine it's even more amplified now with like social media being a thing. Of like our lives are just on display. Right. Uh, I'm sure imposter syndrome was a thing right. before it, but now we're just like, now we have even more of a reason to do it. Exactly. Everyone's looking at us. So yeah. we got to give them what they want. Yeah. And it's hard because, you know, we, we've all heard like the fake it till you make it yeah. kind of deal. Uh-huh. And there's like some times and some seasons where it's like, hey, it's your first real estate transaction. It's your, you know, your first time bringing your child home from the hospital. I don't know what I'm doing. So you're yeah. kind of faking it <laughs> yeah. until you make it. But it's not really these moments that you do that, but it's when you start to have a lifestyle of being somebody that you're not. Yeah. Right. That's right. when you really face the imposter syndrome. And uh, I heard this quote, and I think it's so important when we're talking about imposter syndromes by Chad Veach. He said, leadership is knowing the inner scoreboard is better than the outer scoreboard. Wow. So what that means is, is like we are so obsessed, all of us, with results. Yeah. Right? Like the things that we can see, the things that we can measure. Um, but it, And it's important, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But it's not the end-all, be-all. Like for us, it's easy for our real estate businesses to be totally consumed with how many houses we sell, how much money right. we make, how many people we help. Right. But at the same time, like that's not the end-all, be-all. No. Right? The inner scoreboard's more important than the outer scoreboard. And in our marriages... And in our uh, parenting and all those different things, we can say, okay, we got a successful marriage because of this. Right. We have successful children because they're doing great in school and they don't have any behavior problems. But it's like, man, those measurables and those results, like that, that's not the end all be all no. because not everybody's on the same playing field. Not everybody's the same. Right. The inner scoreboard is so much more important than the outer scoreboard. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's tempting because, of course, we want to, especially in like a competitive uh, occupation. 100%. You want to, you want to make sure you look like you know what you're doing. Exactly. Uh, so it's, it's tempting. So, but yes, the inner scoreboard, I mean, nobody sees that. Right. 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 Yeah. So. And so the inner scoreboard is like, how do you actually define that? Right. Yeah. What is right. the inner, inner scoreboard? But I think it's just like, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but it's just about being authentic and being true to yourself. That inner scoreboard is like, Hey, this is who I am yeah. and I'm going to be the best 
at that I at it that I can possibly be, and I'm not trying to be somebody else that I'm not. Yeah. And like you said earlier, that social media made this so much harder because mm-hmm. we look at somebody else's lives and we're like, oh, I want to be like that. Yeah. And we start to covet. It's not bad to admire, but yeah. when we start to covet, that's a different thing. And you know, the Lord said it about Samuel. He said, "Don't consider his height or his appearance." Right. He's like, "I shafted him in that degree." Seriously, he's like, "I've rejected him <laughs> in that area." <laughs> But the Lord doesn't look at people or look at things like people does. Right. He looks at the heart as opposed to people looking at the outward appearance. And, and man, that's a big deal for us, especially as realtors. Like when you think about, but in any area of your life, um, you, we, we always are kind of obsessing with like how we look, how we dress, all these different things. And it's important. I want to dress nice. Yeah. I want to look good. Right. I want to, but that can't be the end all be all. It yeah. can't be what we obsess over. And that's why, we try impersonating other people. That's why we are diagnosed with this imposter syndrome because we look at somebody like Rhett and we're like, my gosh, I wish oh, I was as handsome as he sheesh, is. Whatever. And it's funny you say that because like right. we, we took photos before this. <laughs> we took uh, some branding shot photos. And we're two guys, right? But yep. at the end of the day, we're still on the street. You know, the wind was blowing. We we're fixing our it hair. It was beautiful. Like, we want to make sure our hair looks good. Special sure moment. Our, our, our postures were good. So like even I would say we're pretty secure people, but right. we still have this like inkling inside of us like, well, I, I gotta make sure it look, looks good. Looks good. Exactly. For everybody else to see it. You know? Exactly. Yeah, we we do have that inside of us, and and so there's a healthy level of wanting to be the best that you can be. But I think it's all about being the best that you can be and not trying to be somebody else. Yeah. Because diversity is beautiful, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and when we look at something that somebody else has that we don't, maybe it was just intended to be that way, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe they need to have that and we don't. And so what we do is we fall into the trap of in the area that we lack, we start intimid- imitating um, the area that we're lacking, right? Wow. So we look yeah. at like, okay, one thing that I know that I lack in is some like aesthetic creativity. Like my brain will work and roll and come right. up with ideas and things like that. But like I I have a really hard time of putting like what's in here on paper okay, yeah. and making it look aesthetic. I can vocalize it. Yeah. I can't write it. I'm not a good writer. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a good creator when it comes to visual. What are you good at then? Man? I'm not much, right? <laughs> but I'm not I'm not good at the visual. Right, and so right. what I have to do is surround myself with people who are. Yeah. Right. And, and so that's what we're going to talk about, you know, but the important thing is, is with the imposter syndrome is the reason why this is so important is if you want people to commit to you, they need consistency and transparency. Yeah. And even the word authentic, I mean, you hear that, that's a pretty relative term too, because right. people try to provide or <clears throat> try to portray authenticity. That's an imposter syndrome. Like, well, this is just the real, no, it's not the real you You're trying to be <laughs> authentic, good. but yeah. So you even have to be careful with saying like, I'm authentic and I'm you know, this and that, but it, it's fake. It, authenticity it, is it, a real thing. It just, it goes so deep, man. Yeah. So, yeah, fake authenticity is a real thing. And I think integrity, it's the old saying. It's like you are who you are in the room and when you leave the room, yeah. right? Like it's just the same. You are who you are no matter what scenario or what situation that you're in. But people are going to commit to buy from you, to follow you, or to really like you and to love you and to trust you because you are authentic. I think that's why you've been so successful is because you are authentic. And so when we start thinking about like what do we do with that? If we're struggling with imposter syndrome, if we're struggling with – trying to project something that we don't necessarily possess, what do we do? And the first thing is you have to grab hold of a vision for your life. Yeah. I think that this is the clearest picture of the first step that we have to take to be able to not 
try and be somebody that we aren't is that if you don't have a clear vision and a picture for your life, then you, all you can do is just imitate other people. See, vision leads to innovation and a lack of vision leads to imitation. Oof. Yeah, Say no, it again. That's it. So, so <laughs> vision, I'm going to mess it up this time, but vision <laughs> leads to innovation and a lack of vision leads to imitation. Love it. It's so easy for me to look at Rhett's business. It's so easy to look at other people who are doing similar things to me and be like, my gosh, that was awesome. Yeah. And so I'm just going to imitate that and just do the same thing. And I texted you about something yesterday that I'm like, hey, I love that. I'm going to do that exact same thing. Is mm-hmm. that cool? And yeah. you're like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to be somebody that I'm not. Yeah. Like you are so good at, at your visuals and you're so good at creativity in your media and everything that you do. And that's not me. There's certain things that I'm good at and there's certain things that I'm not good at. So vision allows me to innovate in my own way. Yeah. Vision allows me to create what I want my life, my business, my family, my marriage to look like. And so I think practically speaking, what we have to do is write down what your ideal day, what your ideal week, what your ideal life looks like. Like, like write down and start to visualize some things like, what do you want your marriage to look like? What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your business to look like? What do you want your friendships to look like? And you say, okay, well, this is the vision that I have for my life. And then you start to create it. Absolutely. And if you're wondering the importance of this, Brandon has this in all caps written three times, vision, vision, vision on our sheet. Three times. Three times. <laughs> but yeah, so like you say, it's, it's important to have the vision for, for all areas of your life, but it's very important too to be crystal clear with your vision, right? right? Don't just have, <clears throat> I mean, using a pretty corny analogy, but like, if your if your vision and when you're driving while it's raining is like really just blurred, you can't right. see much. You you can see vision, but you can't see very far. But you know, turn those windshield wipers on, get crystal clear vision. That's you right. can see further ahead. So have a crystal clear vision. Write them down. We talked about this in a prior episode. If you want to get a vision board, go get a vision. Do board. it. Whatever just you need. Just have the vision. Otherwise, you're right. You're just going to be copying people, imitating, imitating people. Uh, so make it clear. Make it concise. Uh, they say like two. What's what's the smart goal? It's like specific, measurable, yep. actionable, realistic, realistic, and time, time, time sensitive. Yeah. So that's going into goals and vision. But, but it's vision, the same. Yeah, same yeah. thing. So make it crystal clear, and and it'll it's know, the same. Further. And I think it's so easy for us to have vision and goals for businesses, or like if you're a business owner, um, you know, if you're a manager, it's so easy for us to have a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, for production. It's so easy for us to have a goal that we can put a number to. But I, I encourage you to put some vision and to put some goals for your marriage, yeah. uh, for your relationship, for your children. And it's not like, man, I just want Max to get straight A's, right? Like it's not, <laughs> it's not like a production goal for them, right. but it's like, hey, I'm going to make a goal and I'm going to create a vision where I'm going to have family movie night every single night this, this month, right? Or mm-hmm. Uh, every single night this month, every single <laughs> night, like, like, like uh, once a week this month, right. like whatever it is, like make a vision that you want to see happen. And that's going to lead to actionable change. And what you're doing is you're not just imitating what other people are doing. You are creating, right? Yeah. That, so that means that basically it's not happening by default. You're not just following what everything's happening around you. It's happening by design. You're creating. Absolutely. It. And if you want extra credit, <clears throat> you can do a three-year vision five-year vision, 10-year yeah. vision. That's where it starts that to get starts really get like, crazy. Oof, yeah. yeah. But if you have it, 
it's good to set it because that's what you're going to try to achieve every single day. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and it adjusts and it changes. Yeah, I mean, and I have a hard time looking that far ahead. I do too. You know, but you know, keeping the vision uh, at least even for the next month, two months, three months to a year, that's going to help you focus on what you need to focus on. Absolutely. And speaking of focusing, <coughs> after vision, the second thing that's most important is to focus on what you're good at. Yeah, I kind of mentioned this in the areas that I'm weak. It's so easy for us to be like, just improve your weaknesses, improve your weaknesses, improve your weaknesses. Like, yes, I want to get better at graphic design for my, <laughs> like, for my post. And I want to get better at aesthetically coming up with stories and things like that. But is it going to be more beneficial for me to improve the areas that I'm weak in? Or is it going to be more beneficial for me to get really good and get better at the areas that I'm strong in yeah. and then to partner with people and to not covet what other people are doing better than me, yeah. but to partner with them, delegate those tasks to them and surround myself yeah. in that way. That goes back to your diversity comment. Like, I mean, people are so diverse. They have different skills, different sets. I mean, some people are the arms, some people are the legs, some right. people are the head. You just, and you bring it all together, you make a body. Right. It's, uh, it goes into the leveraging conversation business-wise of, you know, getting people to do the things that you are not good at exactly. so you can grow. And that is leverage. That's yeah. leverage. Yeah. We just had a big student conference here at the church last week and, uh, I had kind of a vision, I had an idea of what I wanted it to be. And, uh, like our, our mission statement and, and like our passion for putting together this conference. And I've got two or three people that are young Gen Zers. Yeah. And so they're so creative yeah. and like, they just like, they can take the vision that I speak right. and just run oh, with it. Yeah. And so like I was sitting there on the Friday night when the conference started and I'm like, I could have never imagined it looked like this. I could have never imagined it be these colors and this theme and all this different stuff. But I realized what I was good at and I realized what I'm not. And I was like, hey, y'all, this is what I've got. This is what you got. And then they rocked and roll with it. But you cannot do that if you're insecure. Oh, yeah. Golly. Can't do much when you're insecure. No, exactly. <laughs> and so that's the issue is like when we try and imposter or we try and impersonate somebody else, we do that because we're insecure and we're like, Oh, we're bad in that area. So we need to overcompensate in that area and try and pretend to be somebody that we're not. And what ends up happening is we actually give a half-hearted effort and we don't really give the best product possible or the best service possible because we're trying to be somebody we're not. And that's what Andy Stanley says it like this. He says that his fully exploited strengths we're a better, we're a far greater benefit than marginally improved weaknesses. Mm. So, when ask yourself, are you spending too much time on your weaknesses? Mm. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Like, you know, like, are you trying mm. to improve things that are going to only marginally get better because you're just not that good at them? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you have to ask yourself, am I really good at this? Am I naturally good at this? Now, it, we want to improve our weaknesses, but are we actually spending too much time trying to improve that weakness? Even though if we got this scale of 10, we're going to take that thing that's a two to maybe a three or a four. Right. Or as opposed to that thing that you're already naturally good at, that's an eight. I mean, make that thing a 10. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, it goes to, uh, it's a weird balance because like you want to get better at things, for right? Sure. And it, so there has to be a, a level of awareness for you to say, look, this is not my wheelhouse kicking it to somebody who does. And I think pride has a lot to do with that too. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned insecurity, but I think there's pride as well where people are like, I can do it all myself. You know, there was a time in my business where I was doing so much and I was doing it by myself. I didn't have any help. And it just kind of hit me. I was like, these things that I'm doing that like in the afternoon that are keeping me from getting home, I can delegate that to somebody that's easily 
able to be handed off. Right. Um, I mean, and for an example, um, this isn't this, we're not necessarily bad at this, but like in our family, grocery shopping oftentimes, oftentimes takes a lot of time, right. a lot of just, especially with kids going to the grocery store is not the most fun thing. Right. We do Instacart so much. Us too. Golly, man. I get home and there's groceries on. It's so the awesome. target ladies popping up all yeah, the time. They're the just house. popping up putting yes. groceries on our, on our front step. And like that allows us to spend more time right. with family. And that may not be exactly what you're referring sure, to, no, but I agree. you know, it's, it's something that we're able to give to somebody else to focus on what we want to Maybe not that we're strongest at, but that we want to do more of. That's right. Yeah. I mean, if you if you feel like, you know, organization is where you're lacking, right? Yeah. Obviously, improve your organization. Yeah. But surround yourself with somebody who's really, really good at organization. Learn from them and say, hey, maybe that's somebody that you can employ. Maybe that's somebody that you can delegate some of your organizational task to. Right. Find where your weaknesses lie. And instead of saying, oh, well, I just need to get better here because I want to be like them. Right. Like, lean on them. (laughs) You know, that's what community is for. That's why I'm so thankful for this. When we started getting together and talking about how we were going to do this, I'm like, Red, if you put behind me, put me behind a mic, you may have to tell me when to stop. (laughs) Right. Like, cause we'll talk for days, but when it comes to posting and organization and things like that, that's where I'm going to have to lean on you. Yeah. And And if you give me too much time to think about marketing, I'll spend a month trying to think of the perfect uh, strategy and yep. this and that. And you're like, Rhett, just do it. Yep. And when you send it to me, I'm like, looks good. Let's <laughs> cool. go. I'm like, wait, you sure you want to treat this 100%. a little bit? Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. So it, was, it was a good compliment. The last thing is uh, to stop comparing. Ooh. Yep. It's a big one. And, and it's not like it's novel and it's not a new idea. And we've been talking about it all the way through. But don't covet somebody else that's something that somebody else has. Like, be confident with who you are. Right. Like you are exactly who you need to be to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish. It's another word for comparing. People or not another word for it, but like what something somebody can do instead of compare. What do you mean in a positive like, or negative? Yeah, positive. Like instead of looking at them and saying, oh, I want what they have, like what do you, is it like? I think admiring. Admiring, yeah. Admiring. And, and you can only admire and be happy. There's a meme going around right now that it's like, imagine not being able to celebrate your friend's successes. Mm. And people are sharing that, like, yeah, imagine, 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 imagine. And I can't imagine how many of them actually always are celebrating their friend's successes. Yeah. Because it's easy to look at somebody else succeed and you're like, well, crap, wish that was me or I wish I had that or I wish I could do that or I wish I could. Now, some people genuinely and truly, and I try to, but there are areas in my life where I'm like, man, look at them. You know, but I have to always remind myself that it's not healthy to compare and it's so much better to admire. And, 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 And I'll tell you this, you know, if you're a leader, if you have influence and you do. You know, you wouldn't yeah. be watching this if you weren't, right. honestly, if you weren't trying to better yourself. At the very least, you're leading your own life. But the quickest way to lose influence is to not be aware of it yeah, or to downplay it, right? right? Like you think, oh, well, I don't have any influence on anybody. I don't I don't have any uh, anything that's really meaningful or impactful. Then guess what? You're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying that, uh, then you're going to lose your influence, right? Yeah. Even if it's just one person, like you still have influence. Don't downplay it. Don't think that it's less than somebody else's just because you're comparing the numbers of your team or your organization to somebody else's. Or if you're comparing your family to somebody else's, don't downplay what you've been given because the easiest way to lose something, like we've said before, is to take it for granted. So stop yeah, comparing. Absolutely. We had our uh, our company awards banquet the other yeah, night. Yeah, that's and tough. Man, that's, uh, that's th- they definitely do a good job of making sure everybody leaves with good. something. Good. <clears throat> but, you know, some people are walking out with three trophies. Or Participation four, trophies. Or one trophy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's like that's so easy to get caught up in the, man, I wish I was uh, walking out with three trophies. And at the yeah. end of the day, like they're 
They're trophies. What are you going to do with them? It's, it's a new year, new goals. We're going to put them on our shelf <laughs> like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's so easy to get, caught, to get caught up on that. And again, the social media realm. Like I feel like we're going to have a whole different episode on social media. I think we have to. But how easy is, is it to get caught up in the followers, the likes? Right. The, it's just it, it's a very, very slippery slope, but just don't do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Easy enough. Don't do it. Yeah, there you go. That's the to wrap up the imposter syndrome uh, episode. Uh, just don't have it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Just Simple don't be fix. it. We could have saved you twenty three minutes and thirty two seconds. No, but uh, anything yeah, else? no, that's that's good, man. I think yeah. everyone in some form, uh, probably you know, you, you gave the stats seventy for seventy percent of people. Uh, that's a big, yeah, that's, that's a, a big, big amount. Yeah, so for sure. we, we encourage you not to have that mindset, uh, use these actionable steps that, that Brandon kind of laid out to kind of counteract that mm-hmm. you're, you're awesome. You don't have to be the same as everybody else. We don't want you to be the same as everybody else. Diversity is great. So, right. um, we hope you enjoyed it. Give us some feedback or some, maybe some stories that you have about how maybe you still have it or you're dealing with it, how you're dealing with it, what right. helps you. And we'd love to try to create a community of people who, you know, go through this kind of stuff together. Uh, hope you're watching on YouTube. Yes. To see the Joe Burrow shirt. Check us out. Um, peep us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, give us the thumbs up, the comments, all that stuff. Share it with somebody. All this stuff that we have to say to get people to right. interact with <laughs> yeah. us, right? Yeah. But either way, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're excited for the next topic. We don't even know what it is yet, but we're excited about it. We'll figure it out. And we'll see you then. See you then.